you wonder how to capture attention and connect with your audience through your copy? Are you worried about putting yourself out there and being too salesy or even posting too much on social media? If so, today's guest, Laura Belgray, is just the person you need to hear from. Laura is a writer and entrepreneur and someone who has really inspired me in my own business through her work on Marie TV, HBO, and many other channels. She's someone who also inspired the I Heart My Life show because a few years ago, she was a guest talking about copywriting on one of my first group programs. And she was the first person to tell me that I was an amazing interviewer. So when I started the I Heart My Life show, I kept hearing her voice giving me that vote of confidence and it really helped me move forward. Laura is also someone who really loves her couch-driven business. And although she's created a life of freedom and a calendar that doesn't always have tons of appointments in it, she's still really driven. She loves making money and always wants to fly business or first class. So I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode if you're looking to live the life that you want, have your own business, and connect with your audience through your copy. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show with success coach Emily Williams. Tune in daily to learn how to design a life you love, create more success and wealth, move past fear and blocks, and bring more joy into your life and business. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life, and this is the I Heart My Life show. Now today we're in for a treat. We have the incredible Laura Belgray. So I'm going to share a little bit of information about her and then we're going to dive right in. So Laura is the founder of Talking Shrimp and the co-creator of The Copy Cure. She's a copywriting expert who helps entrepreneurs find the perfect words to express and sell what they do. Through her work with hundreds of clients, including online biggies like Marie Forleo and Amy Porterfield, she's seen firsthand that putting you into your copy is pure magic for getting people to love you up, share your ideas, and happily click your buy button. In addition to online types, Laura's list of clients and credits include NBC, Bravo, HBO, TBS, and many, many more. So welcome, Laura. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Yes. So I've known you for a few years and you're someone who's always been just such a delight to know online, but also I love reading your emails because they're always hilarious. And obviously that's the work that you do. So we're going to get into that in a second. But I'd love to know a little bit more about your story, because even though I've known you for a while, I don't think I know your background and what really led you to doing this work. It's funny. I'm I'm also always so fascinated um, to find out how people got into this weird little world of like online entre- entrepreneurs, and it's it's such a mixed bag of of professions and people, and none of us know what to call it. Um, but so this little world, um, I found my way to it via Marie Forleo, like a lot of people, um, but in a different way. So. I was initially a, um, a copywriter for TV promos. So I worked for networks that, like the ones you mentioned, like um, mostly, for Nick, mostly for Nick at Night and Nickelodeon and TV Land. That was my, my home base. And I did that for years and years and years. And it's a great 
a great job. I mean, it was everything I ever wanted when I started out. I was like, I want to be a writer, but I don't know what I want to do, but something with TV, but I don't want to write TV shows. And so when I heard that there was a job writing like little short little things um, that they show in between the shows that advertise the shows, I was like, that is my job. I have Can you to give have me it. an example? Um, so, okay, for instance, one that, like, one of my favorite ones that I've written in the past couple of years is for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's just, it shows the housewives, like Lisa Vanderpump, et cetera, um, walking through Beverly Hills and, like, wherever they go, things start to freeze around them. Like, they're, uh, you know, a martini turns to ice. Lisa steps out of a limo and the puddle turns to ice. So it's all, and they're, they're like, wearing wintry clothes and the wind is blowing. And then the um, words come up on the screen. The text comes up and it says, uh, sometimes uh, sunny Beverly Hills can be a cold, cold place. So that's Love just... It. One example of a promo. Sometimes they're clip based. Sometimes they're like a whole shoot, which was which that one was. So, um, so that was like such a fun job. But like with anything, like if you do it for enough years, you get into a rut. Like I've been doing this for so long, and I, I like I'd seen from the very beginning that it was there was a danger of becoming complacent there. Um, and it so happened when I was really feeling this rut and like, I've got to do something. There's something more yeah. that I can do with my writing. I don't know what it is, but I want to do something bigger. And I didn't know if it was a novel or what, um, around this time I, um, reconnected with an old friend, Marie Forleo and Marie, I had known since like 2003 when we were in hip hop class together at crunch. And, um, I hated her at first. She was like, she was just this chick in the front row who was so perfect and had bouncy hair and like just kick ass body and hit all the moves perfectly. You know, it was always like boom, cat, boom, cat. Um, and I was just like, oh, God, she's here again. And I don't even want to look at her. And then uh, it turned out she was really nice. Like she started talking to me one day. and I was like, oh, God, now I have to like her. <laughs> and she was like hustling at the time, uh, life coaching and bartending. I knew that she was a bartender and looking for more bartending gigs. So I hooked her up with, um, a bartending gig in the restaurant my husband was opening then called Lever House. And we became good friends. We started walking home together from crunch, um, me all like dripping with sweat and her with her like bouncy ponytail. Uh, <laughs> looking incredible. We just get like she would get cruised all the way home. Um, and uh, we fell out of touch for a couple of years. And um, yeah, around 2007, 2008, when I was really feeling this rut and I had I had just gotten married in 2007 and that was great, but the excitement of the wedding was like over and I'm like, now I'm still, my life is still the same and I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing for years and years. Um, Marie called me or emailed me out of the blue saying like, Hey, I'm, um, I, you know, I go to this thing every Monday night. What are you doing Monday night? And I was like, I don't know why. And she's like, you know, I go to this workshop and I think you might be interested and like, it's just about having a better life. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. It sounded a little woo woo weird to me. Um, but I went with her and I ended up joining this kind of boutique cult 
that she was in. And I was in it with her for a couple of years. And um, it didn't turn out to be the right place or thing for me, but it was kind of opened up this world of like self-discovery, self-development, um, understanding that like, you can improve your life. And I became closer with Marie going there. Like we became really close and did a lot of stuff together. And she was just starting to really build her business. Um, she was launching online courses, which I'd never heard of. I was like, I remember telling my husband, I was like, get this, Marie Forleo has this program that she does over the phone to a group of people and they all sign up for like a thousand dollars and she got like 25 of them and it's a month long and she's making $25,000. And he was like, for what? And <laughs> I know, but it sounds really cool. Um, <laughs> and this was just back in 2009. Yeah, 2009. Wow. And and then she, she started this program. So I think that was called like live in the moment booty camp. I know that. That changed my life. Oh, you're kidding. No, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't know if it sounded a little goofy to me. Um, but then she started one call. And also I felt like she's my friend. So I don't want to join her yeah. program. That's weird to mix friendship and business. Or yeah. it was just. I, I think there was a pride thing, too. I'm like, I don't want to join my friend's thing. Um, I don't need her. I don't need her to help me. And then she opened this um, program called Virtual Mastery. And this was back when you didn't have to specify anything. It was just virtual mastery virtual and what? Mastery. Who cares? It's mastery. Um, join up. And it was like, I think maybe a six-month program or something like that. And I knew people who were joining from our old cult, which we had left. And um, and I said to her, I was like, do you think I should join your program? Like, I, I want to do something bigger in my business, and I don't know what. And I could. And she was like, shush. Yes, of course <laughs> you should. So I joined her program and um, and got into, like, helping people with their copy in the comments. Or these were people starting businesses. And, um, and I was like, oh my God, this, this, this copy could be so much better. This website copy is terrible. Like people don't know how to write, like they talk at all. And so I would just comment and help them out. And Marie, that's when Marie first noticed me really professionally. She knew what I did. She knew that I wrote for TV. She thought I was funny, but she'd never seen any of my work. And she asked me to speak at her first conference, um, which was just a small thing called, uh, rich, happy and hot live. Yeah. And, um, this is when she started rich, happy and hot, like, which was a, a mastermind. And so, um, she said, would you like, get in front of people and talk about copywriting? And I said, sure. And so I put together a talk. I'd never done any public speaking before and it was to like 75 people in Soho house in the library. Wow. And, um, after doing that talk, a few people came up to me and said, "Will you do you write website copy? Like, can you help me with my copy?" I was like, "Sure, I can do that." So I wasn't really looking to like to get out of promo writing or anything, but I was like, "Oh, sure, I'll take on some extra projects." And um, I had also just put up a put up my website with Marie's suggestion. It was just going to be to host my TV reel to get more TV clients. And Marie said, "You're going to have a blog, right?" I was like, but 
it's 2009. Isn't it too late to have a blog? I was like, oh my God, no, have a blog. And, and she was like, and what's your opt-in? I said, what's an opt-in? And so she showed me on a, she took out like this uh, legal yellow pad and diagrammed for me how you make an opt-in. Like you're going to have the, you're going to have an offer that everybody wants and have them fill in their email and put in their name and then press submit. And then you send them this in auto responder. It's like a what? Um, but she wrote it all out for me and I put it on my site and started building a list. And so that was just the beginning of how I, how I got into this little world. And um, 2010, I happened to lose a ginormous contract, my main contract in TV. It was a six-figure contract. And I thought, I thought it was just going to go on forever. But my, my boss called me in for a meeting. And I was like, oh, you want to discuss those ideas for the Betty White thing? Um, and she was like, um, no, close the door. Oh. And told me, she told me that they weren't going to need me anymore. And so I was, de- I was devastated. Yeah, I was like, I'm, gonna, like, I'm like, this was my bread and butter. I just lost my job, essentially. Um, but, and I, I cried over it for a yeah. while. But I realized, I'm like, people have been asking to work with me, have been asking for my help with their websites and stuff. Maybe I just put up some packages on my site. And I had a tiny list of a couple hundred people. Put up packages, told them, um, told them I was available, and people started coming and signing up for my site. And I was like, wow. "Oh my God, you put things online and people buy them! <laughs> Holy crap!" Yeah, yeah. And and that year, I made up, I made up the amount of money that I had lost from that contract. Wow. I'm just going to pause you right here. That's such an amazing story. And I'm so glad I asked because I've been curious for a while. And I do feel like everyone has this, I hurt my life story for lack of a better phrase. And there are some pivotal moments in there that I really, really resonate with. Um, Back in 2013, my best friend sent me a link to Marie's website. And she just said, I thought you'd like this. And then from there, everything started to change for me. And I realized I could actually be a coach, a coach that was like Marie, um, not like a stuffy man in a suit carrying a three ring binder. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, everything started to happen for me as well. And when I enrolled in B school, she gave us live um, the living in the moment audio as like the freebie and so I listened to that on repeat and I was like oh my gosh James she has her boyfriend working with her and Josh is on these calls and you could do trainings and like it was just the start of of so much for us and so I really resonate with with your story and how everything kind of just starts to happen and sometimes there are like these little nudges and whispers and it's up to you to just follow that. So you said in 2010, people started buying your program. So tell us a little bit more what happened from there. Yeah, well, they were buying my services. I didn't have a program at all. Yeah. Um, And slowly but surely, that started to become my main business. And I started to focus on those people more. Uh, However, I was still, I'm, and I've, been this way for a while, still confused about like, what do I do with my list? What do I write on my blog? I just wanted my blog to be about stupid stuff. Like, you know, oh, here's a Menudo video from, you know, from 1985. Um, Doesn't it remind you of going to the mall? And, you know, I'd write stories. I had a series called Way Back Wednesday, which I still love and still try to get back to about stories about growing up in New York City 
when it was dirty and filled with perverts and muggers and um, stories about my dad who like insisted on calling his rain boot rubbers and embarrassed us at every turn. So I didn't really know. I, I felt I, I was resisting writing anything about business or anything actionable because that's what everyone said to do. And I'm a little bit of a rebel that way. I'm like, no, uh, there's also value. And this is true in entertaining someone or um, making them feel a certain way or showing them a different way of seeing things. I still believe that, but um, I wasn't yet focused on like what to tell them to do and what kind of what I wanted them to do when they read my emails or my blog posts. And so recently I've like finally discovered, oh, um, people want to be told what to do and they want they want to be given something. And I've been, I think, creating a little bit more learning for people because that is really what they want from me and fusing it together with those stories rather than just giving them stories. I'm like, this list and this blog is for my business. So I've been developing that side of my business and um, I have uh, finally created a course with Marie Forleo. I didn't want to create my own course just because it seemed like a lot of work and I didn't know where to start, but I wanted one. And Marie invited me to create a course with her um, called The Copy Cure. And although originally we were going to call it the copy clinic, I think. And that it turned out that was taken. It's too medical anyway. Yeah. But so we launched that in, I believe, 2015. And it's been going strong. And that's a big arm of my business, or at least, an, you know, an income stream and a focus because I love, I love getting people into that program. And I love just kind of improving it all the time with Marie. Like every year we get together and we're like, what can we add to this to make it more complete and really empower people to write their own copy for their own businesses and their own sites and sound like them and feel like they are expressing themselves through their business. Um, yeah, and, it's an amazing yeah. program. It's incredible. Yeah. And obviously along your journey, you also became a huge part of Marie TV. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, at some point, pretty early on, Marie asked me, I was always encouraging her to do videos. She just, she used to write a blog. First, she started, by the way, she started with a um, email newsletter called Magical Moments. Thought people would enjoy knowing that. It was like the cheesiest thing. <laughs> and then um, and then when she got like MarieForleo.com as a domain, she started blogging just as herself more seriously. And um, But it was all text and she never did any videos. I'm like, you're so good on video in front of people. So she started making that a regular thing and it became Marie TV. And she asked me at some point, she's like, hey, do you want to like come brainstorm with me for Marie TV and just kind of like come up with funny things to do in it? And I was like, yes, that is what I would. I mean, that's what I love to do. So Marie TV became the real engine of her business. Like all year long, that is what she does. That's where the focus is. And we get together a couple of months of the year, um, like four months maybe, and have a couple of days where we just batch episodes. We write episode after episode, and um, it'll be a couple of days over the course of a week or two, and crank them out and come up with tweetables and funny little sketches that she does in between, and also the lessons themselves. But my real joy is coming up with stupid things for her uh, team to do on camera. I love those moments as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I like getting them to wear like 
really embarrassing things like a onesie or a mankini. <laughs> what an amazing job. Yeah. So let's just pause here for one second. I want to take a quick break and then I want to jump in with the work that you do now and really some tips that we can give some of the entrepreneurs listening in terms of their own copy. Sounds great. Okay, we'll be right back. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Are you looking to move forward with your dream coaching business? I know when I was first starting out as a coach, I had no idea where to start. I didn't know how to launch my website. I had no clue who I wanted to work with, what sort of program to create, or even how to get started. If you're feeling like that, not to worry. I have the perfect program for you. We've created iHeart Coaching for the aspiring and new coach alike, and it's available for registration today. So go to iHeartCoaching.com to find out how you can start your own dream coaching business and join the world's most successful, making a huge impact in the world. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, and this is the I Heart My Life show. And we have the incredible writer with us, Laura Belgray. She's also an amazing entrepreneur. We've just heard about her journey. And now I'd love for her to share a little bit with all the entrepreneurs listening in terms of writing your own copy and really having that voice that stands out and connects with your audience. So Laura, I know that you mentioned before the break that there was a turning point for you where you were writing certain um, pieces on your blog that were a bit more personal or things about the past. Uh, And then you started focusing on some tangible tips and tools for your audience. So can you tell me a little bit more about the transition? Because for me personally, Although I work with entrepreneurs, I'm actually far more inspired by personal pieces and that's what I like writing. So it's really challenging for me to like write a a list of to do's in terms of like setting up a sales funnel or creating your first opt in. I can put that into a module, but when it comes to my emails, I like them to be more personal. So I'd love to hear your opinion and also how you made the shift into writing a bit more tangible pieces. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I I do still put an emphasis on keeping it personal. Like I never write anything that doesn't have a personal touch, touch some sort of personal element or story to go with it. And, and I'm also all for sharing just a story, but I think with this crowd, with people looking to improve in some way or walk away with something, they look for takeaways. You kind of have to tie it to something at the end it might just be um let me know what like let me know your reaction has this ever happened to you let me know in the comments um but so they want something but i think it is i think that making it personal especially for those of us who have what you call a personal brand like we're the face of the business we are the business i think making it personal is everything for a couple of reasons one is 
when you're expressing your personality through your business and sharing who you are, um, that is truly the way to make your business feel like an expression of you. It is the essence that is the true definition of getting paid to be you. And I think it really sucks when you feel like you are, you have a disconnect between who you are and the business when you're like, this is my business. And, and the business is essentially um, wearing a power suit and carrying a briefcase yeah. and, you're like, and this is me and they have nothing to do with each other. So being able to tell your stories and use your voice and your language and talk um, through your business the way you would to a friend is really important for feeling that alignment with your business and feeling like it is who you are and feeling proud of it and feeling excited about it. So that's one thing is that alignment between you, yourself and your business. The other is it makes you knowable to other people. It's compelling. It, first of all, it, it draws the people who you're meant to draw in, like your ideal clients or customers, because they'll say, oh my gosh, me too. Like, you hate Game of Thrones? I can't get into it either. Um, or, or like, you eat too much ice cream? Me too. Actually, you know, I eat too many tacos, but same thing. They, you know, when people, yeah. people get you, they flock to you, the right people. And um, so that's really important is to have the right people, to pull in the right people to your business. So those are the people you end up working yeah. with and who are attracted to your offers and, and want to talk about you. Um, my thing so, is pizza. You just made me think about pizza. I think I'm gonna have to order that tonight. <laughs> definitely have some pizza. I'd be. I'm a pasta person. I go for the spaghetti over the pizza. Um, but you know, we can get along. Yeah, I like both. <laughs> yeah. So, so it it makes you knowable. And I think um, we've probably all heard the phrase: we buy from people we know, like, and trust. And so, continually communicating with people in your business, um, with your list, with your audience, and expressing yourself again and again, and um, showing them the details of your life, and letting them in, is such a great way to get them to feel like they know you, even if they've never met you. And so they're gonna, they, that feeling of knowing you makes them wanna buy from you, and it also keeps you top of mind. So if someone said to them, like, do you know of a, you know, do you know of a copywriter? Um, they'd say, oh yeah, Laura Belgray. Because they, even if they've never met me, they feel like they know me. You're gonna recommend someone you know. Like, yeah, I know someone. So it's all about, it's about being knowable. I remember I heard Ryan Lee speak at Selena Sue's event. I think you were there as well. And he was talking about character character development. And that really stood out to me. He said it's like you're a character in a TV show and people want to follow you. They want to know your boyfriend's name and your dog's name and your favorite food because that builds that connection. Exactly. It really does. And that's, don't you, you ever see, like, have you ever spotted a celebrity on the street? Um, and like someone you've seen on TV or in a movie and like kind of smile at them and nod like I know you and you realize yeah. they have no idea who you are, but you think you know them right? because you know these things about them. And or you're, you're convinced, like, like I'm convinced Reese Witherspoon could be my best friend, but never met her. <laughs> right. I feel that way about like Mindy Kaling. Yes. Um, so if I saw her on the street, I'd be like, Hey, Oh, you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Yeah, ex- I love that Ryan Lee talk, by the way. It definitely it was amazing. Struck a, it struck a chord with me and made me think, like, that's what I love to talk about, too. So I was like, damn, he took my thing. <laughs> um, but really, he didn't. Like, that's a, that's another, it's another topic, but it's great to remember that there is nothing new to say. You are going to say the same thing as somebody else. Like, whatever you have to say, someone else has already said, but... They haven't said it the same way you would, and they haven't said it to the same people you will. And some people need to hear it from you, not from that other person. So some people in that audience will like not have connected with Ryan Lee. They'd be like, you know, who's this guy? Or he was he was um, talking about different TV shows that I got. He was like, who here knows? Um, like, you know, when you think of a, like a red hat, who do who do you think of? And I was like, Gilligan, Gilligan's Island. And uh, I was the only person like Gillahoo. Yeah, uh. I used to watch that. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I'm so glad you said that because I have so many clients. A lot of my clients are new coaches and they get this feeling that they're not going to be able to say something new or there's going to be like this imposter syndrome that they always feel or they're just never going to be able to stand out from the crowd. And I believe that everyone does have a unique story and a u- unique way of sharing what they have to say with the world. And there are certain people who will resonate with me and then people who won't. And I really believe that there is a space for everyone. It completely. And that's why it is so important to share who you are and share your personality. So people feel like they're hearing that message from someone they know. And that's when it hits home. That's when it lands. And when they remember you. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that you said that I really loved is that example of a way in which you could give something tangible or a takeaway, but still keep the personality of the email and keep the personal vibe there. So do you have any other examples um, that people could insert into their copy or emails to really give people tangible, tangible takeaways? It's funny. If you look through my, like nothing's coming to mind, something will. But if you look through my Instagram feed, um, that is where I work segues the most. I'm, I'm all about the like classy, uh, smooth segue. Sometimes it's a clunky segue um, and ridiculous, but I, I will write these. I write caption. I write stories in the captions. They're kind of, it's kind of a micro blog for me. And I will always connect it to a call to action. Somebody um, coached me these these two women from uh, is called Social Brand School. Um, they coached me on how to do Instagram for business. And they were like, always have a call to action, like in every post. And it's very tempting and easy not to. Most people don't. You just put up a picture and say, like, this is me. Um, like, this is 40. Or, you know, Sunday vibes. <laughs> Sunday vibes. <laughs> I'm guilty of that one. You're right. But if you say Sunday vibes, um, you want to like engage your audience. So you might say like, you know, what gives you Sunday vibes? Or it might be want to feel Sunday vibes every day of the week. Um, The first step is having a business that feels like a weekend. Go here. Sign up for my tips for a business that feels like a weekend. I just made that up. I love that. So cool. So it could be something that encourages a comment or interaction and builds that relationship, or it could literally be go check out a program or a free opt-in or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't always have to be an offer. It doesn't always have to be a sale. It shouldn't always be a sale. Um, Getting them to engage is probably the most regular thing 
that you should do. It trains them to engage with you and it makes them feel like they have a real relationship with you. Yeah. And what do you feel? So I know one of the biggest issues, or at least I've heard that it's an issue, is open rates for people um, in terms of their email list and getting people to actually read their material and to engage. Do you find that that's an issue or do you think that that's a myth? Oh, I think it is both. It's an issue and it's a myth. It's a myth that email is dead. It's a myth that you can't get people to open it anymore. Um, Email is so powerful. It is the most powerful social media tool we have right now. Like you want to compare the open rates to how many people scroll through uh, your, you know, their Facebook feed and see and stop and actually look at your posts and comment on it. Um, the email rates, open rates are going to be so much higher. And I think the, you know, it can be tough to get people to open your emails if you don't know how to write fun, compelling, curiosity provoking, uh, subject lines. That's what you need to, you know, that is one thing that's key to work on. Um, you really want to get people to say, okay, I have, you want it, you want it to pop in their inbox and get them to say, I have to know what that's about mm-hmm. and open it. And you have to write emails that make them want to open your other emails. So eventually if you build a certain kind of trust with your audience, eventually people who've been around for a little while will open anything you send them, no matter what the subject line, but there's always someone new. So you have to keep working on the subject lines, always put work into those and step back from them and say, would I open that? I love that tip. Would I open that? And, and thinking about it, like it's not just about one email, it's about continuing to build that relationship and really engaging with your audience. So, you know, obviously we want to have a juicy subject line, but even if it's not, they want to read what you have to write because they're connected to you. Yeah. And I think the best way to get that feeling from them is to write emails that feel like they're an email from a friend. Um, so, or email from a bestie, I call it an EFAB, email from a bestie. So you, you want yours to be EFAB style. So the first trick to do that is to actually think of a friend when you're writing the email. Um, you can even like put there, you can even write it in your regular email application, however you write your emails, if that helps, if you really freeze up when you open your email system. Um, well, that's for, a great tip, for, yeah. Yeah. And just be like, you know, put their name in it in the field and be like, what would I write? You know, I, I always think of my friend Victoria because she loves to hear from me and she's always, always responds. And I'm like, what would I write to her? And like, she's the closest person in my life. I'm like, how would I write it to her? And I write it that way. And, um, and that really helps people. <laughs> so I just, I just got a huge influx of new subscribers from a, business insider piece that came out last week. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It got me a thousand new subscribers, which wow. is a whole other topic. Um, and some of them are going to be great. They're going to be around for the long haul. Like they're already engaging with me in the right way. And I can tell that these are my people. And then some are totally virgins to this little world and they're confused. They're like, you know, I have one email that asks them about themselves. I'm like, I tell, I tell in my welcome sequence, I tell a bunch of stuff about me and I'm like, what about you? Tell me something about yourself. And someone wrote like, you must have hundreds of people on your list. Why would you want to know about me? I'm like, oh, you thought it was just to you. And 
And I have a couple other people saying like, it's so nice of you to write to me. I can't, I don't know if this is a bot, but if it's not, um, thank you for emailing me. Uh, so, so you want to, you want to write emails so personable that people who don't get it at least feel like really think it's an email from you to them. Oh, I love that example and that reminder and, and the tip to write it in your say Gmail account or whatever it may be like you're writing to a friend. That's really amazing. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit here because I want to ask you about your current business because one of the things that I most admire about you is that you kind of do things on your terms. <laughs> um, and I know that in the form you filled out for me, you talk about, I think you said it was like a couch entrepreneur or couch driven business or something. I'd love to know more about that and the way in which you've designed a business that really fits your lifestyle and personality. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, some businesses are data driven and some are purpose driven. I like to think of mine as couch driven uh, because my whole life's purpose is basically to do as much from my couch that I possibly can. And um, I mean, it's not just about sitting on the couch and it's like terrible back support and my hip starts to hurt. But I really love the feeling of doing work that feels like just part of my life, like integrated with my life. Like I'm sitting on the couch in front of the TV. I usually have Bravo shows on. Um, right now I have nothing on it just in case you saw my screen. But <laughs> thanks. Um, but I really like to generate the feeling of I'm not really doing work. I'm just tooling around on my laptop and having fun. And I like to do work that feels that way that doesn't generate anxiety, that feels natural to me. Um, I try to attract clients who I love talking to anyway. I create, I've, I've raised my prices recently, um, mostly so that I can take clients just on one day a week. And so I only take clients on Wednesdays and it's from like 12 to 4.30, um, after which I run off to dance class. And so something that makes me feel so good about my business is all the white space in my calendar. Like I, I'm a late sleeper. I like to get up when I want, not feel like, Ooh, I have to get to work. Um, but have a, a leisurely morning and do work that is for my business. Um, I love, I love writing my emails. I love writing blog posts. I love doing creative stuff that is reaching my audience. Um, going out to them, but it's not assigned to me by anyone but me. So that's that's been become a big part of my business. I realize I don't like I don't like homework from other people. I don't like answering to people. I love my clients, but there is a little bit of a a drain there. Like I feel like oh I have I think it's my thing around appointments. Yeah. So I really try to limit appointments. Like I, I just love to wake up and see nothing on my calendar. It is my favorite kind of day. So that's, that is the way I've arranged my business. And part of it is by making the most of my email list, like focusing my attention there. I love writing emails. So I've been thinking lately about how can I, how can I make more of my income just from writing my emails? And, um, that's where, that's where I've been going. Amazing. Well, I want to take a quick break and I want to dive into a few pieces there because what you said is so powerful and I think what a lot of people listening will resonate with. So we'll dive back in when we come back from the break. Sounds good. 
Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi-nutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams and we're back with Laura Belgray on the I Heart My Life show. And before the break, Laura was telling us about her couch-driven business philosophy and what that really means. And I'm personally inspired because yesterday on one of our team meetings, I had my screen um, showing on Zoom and one of my team members was like, oh my God, your calendar gives me anxiety. And I realized how full it actually is. And I mean, part of that is me wanting to write every single thing on the calendar, whether it's personal or business, but it can be really overwhelming, especially for people just starting out feeling like they are working tons of hours. I know I've shared how much I was working in the beginning with you and um, you kind of fell off the chair. And so that's the reality (laughs) for a lot of people. But I guess I'd love to understand how you got to this place. Was it always, did you always have this much freedom in the business or was it through deliberate creation of what you have now? Really through deliberate creation. Um, I've always priced myself pretty high. And so I could have done this sooner. But I, I felt like I don't like to turn down any work. If somebody tries to, you know, if someone wants to book me who's not quite a fit, I'll, I'll try and discourage them. But otherwise, I'm like, sure, I'll take you on. Sure, I'll take you on. I don't like to turn down work. I don't like to say no to people. I don't like to say no to money. I love making money um, from like TV networks, too. That's kind of become a side gig. But like when they offer it to me, I'm like, sure, I'll take it. And I, I'd say last year, I blocked off. Mondays and Fridays. I said, I, I like, I have to do more work. I have to have a couple of days that are just creative and where I don't feel like, Oh, I wish the weekend were longer. I didn't have any time to rest. Um, so I blocked, I started, I think I started off with just Mondays and I'm like, Oh my God, I love Mondays so much. Now I'm going to do the same thing with Fridays. And it was a scary thing for me to do, to take, to, to take those slots off my calendar for people to book. I was like, well, what if somebody needs a Friday? Like, what if they can't do it any other day? Um, then I'm going to lose that business. But I tried it anyway. And I'm like, well, I'm not losing any clients. I'm having the same number of clients. And so this year recently, like, I love this so much. I love Mondays and Fridays so much. I'm going to make Tuesdays and Thursdays like those days. And it's kind of a, it's a daring move for me because like now Definitely people are going to be upset that they can't find a slot, um, that they have to wait. I'm going to lose some people. And I realized that's okay. And pretty much they're finding the slots on Wednesdays. 
if they really want to work with me, they'll, they'll find one and they'll wait. Um, so and how not- did you find that you moved past any limiting beliefs? Because for a lot of people, that belief of, oh my goodness, they're going to move on to someone else or they're going to be upset, that would have just kept them stuck. So what did you focus on in order to make that shift? I think I focused on, there is always something else that I can and should be doing creatively besides um, working for clients. I'm like, so if I have a dead like if, if everybody abandons me and stops coming to me as a client, first of all, I, I also have other, some other income streams. I'm like, so I can beef those up. Um, I have, I have the copy cure and I've started doing affiliate, um, like affiliate marketing. I've started promoting friends programs. I've always promoted B school, but I really pumped that up. Um, that's a, one way that I'm monetizing my, my email list. I'm like, these people want something from me and I can give them these great programs. So, um, so that's one thing that I've done. So I don't have the feel, the panicky feeling of this is my only source of income. So that's one thing, but I also really felt like something else will come to take the place of whatever clients I lose, whether it's, whether it's new clients or some other idea, or it'll create space for me to create something else that I really want to do. And I'm, I'm working on a book. So sometimes I feel like I would rather give up the money this week and have the time to work on my book. And I feel like I can't, I feel like I have the cushion to do that a little bit because I have other things coming in. And would you say you also focused on that feeling and that desire that you were getting from Monday and Friday and realized how important that was to your overall happiness? Yes. And I, and I realized my income has not gone down. It's only gone up since I blocked out Mondays and Fridays. So I'm like, why don't I do that with Tuesdays and Thursdays? And I, yeah, I did focus on the feeling of that. Like I want that feeling all the time and it'll make my client day so much more enjoyable knowing it's just this, it's this one day of the week, this one special day where I do client, you know, talk to client after client. And I think the clients have been getting better. I'm getting more of my, like more repeat people who I really love working with. And they've been, they've been filling up those days. Um, and it's just easy when it's, this is such a great reminder. And when I heard that you had raised your prices and that, you know, you talk about the couch driven business, I wondered, I was like, is she driven by money? Like, is that important to her? Because I think sometimes we think that you can't have both simultaneously. Like you can't want a lot of free time and also want a lot of money or want a lot of creative time and also want a lot of money. So I think it's so important for people to hear that myself included. Oh yeah. And I, I think, we, especially as women make so much apologies about in this little world about wanting money. I love making money. Um, and I like having lots of it. I don't like to fly coach for one thing. I love to travel. I know you don't either. I hate coach. And so my, that's kind of my, like my prize, my pie in the sky is a world where I don't have to fly coach ever where I've never, I have not gotten to that level where I'm like, I'm going to book a trip to Australia and I don't have any miles, but I'm going to, I'm just going to pay for a first class ticket. Um, that's like an enormous sum to me. I'd like to get to a place where it's not, or it's like, let's drop in the bucket. Um, I know it's a terrible value, but 
that that's what I want. So I love like I and I love the feeling of making money. It's exciting to me. So I don't think we have to make any apologies for it. And I do think you can have a creative life and make money from it. Hmm, amazing. I love everything that you just shared. And I think so many people need to hear that, especially a lot of the women listening. And I know for me, just thinking about business class, it's especially when you're traveling that far, I believe like those seats are there for a reason. You know, why not us? We are business owners. <laughs> um, who do we think business class is for? <laughs> That's a good point. I'm a business owner. I belong in business class. Yeah. Why not? Amazing. So I'd love to hear, I normally ask this on every single show. I'd love to hear what you're excited about right now and what's up and coming for you and your business. Yeah. Um, At the risk of repeating myself, I'm really excited about email. I'm just, I'm so excited to have found my groove with my audience and feel like I always have something to say to them. Even, you know, I used to think, oh, I don't have anything to say to them this week. There's always something to say to them. They're waiting for me to say something. So it doesn't have to be big and epic. It doesn't have to be super important and just be some nugget, anything that happened to me or whatever. Um, I want to pause you there. So all the I Heart My Lifers listening, like you just said, Laura, this is so important. It doesn't have to be big and epic. They're just waiting for you to say something and connect. That's yeah, huge. exactly. They, like anything you can say that makes them say, oh my gosh, me too. Or I hadn't thought of it that way. Or like, yeah, like I, I also tripped on the street this week. Um, I also feel that burn in my face when I trip. Like anything that you can send to them that makes them feel connected and gives them a little joy maybe in their inbox is, yeah. worth, is worth sending. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about, I think getting myself out there more. Um, I've been working with our friend Selena Sue and she's been pushing me to guest post more and um, and also my my dear friend Susie Moore, who I know you've also interviewed, she she's always pushing me to guest post more and, and be on more podcasts and stuff like that and be more findable. Because I, I think we all know that feeling when we stumble across someone or someone recommends somebody or something that we wouldn't have found otherwise. It's like, it's like, oh my God, I'm so happy I found this. So happy I found this person or I'm so happy I found this restaurant or I'm so happy I found this book. And so I want to give people the pleasure of finding me, um, people who would otherwise not have found me. And isn't that sometimes the best motivation? Because sometimes we can get so in our head and like we think about the money and the business class and whatever. But really, a lot of why we're doing what we're doing is to help other people. And we can only help them if they know we exist. Yeah, right. And they're not going to like it it can feel embarrassing to or show off to promote yourself. Yeah, It, it is important to remember somebody out there needs to find you and will be so glad that they did all because you posted something or said something or got yourself out there. Exactly. What are you excited about in your personal life? In my personal life? Well, this is also business, but um, I have my Italy writing workshop coming up this summer. This is like the third annual. It might be the final annual because it might just feel complete. Um, But we do it in Rio Maggiore. I do it in partnership with uh, Bianca from a company called Italian Fix, 
um, italianfix.com. And so I love doing that. I have friends coming on it this year who are really fun and it's going to be great. And then I'm traveling with my husband. He's going to meet me afterwards and we're going to travel either in Italy or in Ibiza. Um, because he's got a, a project, a restaurant project there. And then we have a wedding in Capri where I think you've been. Have you been there? We're going this um, summer, actually. I've been to Positano, summer. but yeah, we're going in July. I might see you. <laughs> Maybe we'll be there at the same time. That would be amazing. Yeah. So I'm so, I'm really excited about that. Um, can people way, still sign up for the workshop? They can. I think there are a few spots left, actually. And it is such a fun time and so and so creative and gets people thinking about it's not just copywriting it's creative writing and it's creative copywriting so anything that you want to write for your business or yourself it's a great place to work on it and improve it and get new ideas and get inspired oh amazing final question for you before we tell people how they can find you I'd love to know how you've created a life that's better than your dreams and how you would recommend other people do the same (laughs) I really think the, I think the internet is the most amazing thing. I think, I think it is incredible that we can have a business that lets us work from anywhere. And it might be a cliche though. Like you can work from, you know, you can work from the beach, you can work from your couch. Um, you can work in your pajamas, but it is incredible to me that I have this business where I'm not answering to anyone but me. Like I, I've only lasted in a nine to five job for six months. That is the longest I've lasted in a regular corporate nine to five job. I'm not built for that world. And I used to think, oh no, to be successful, I'm gonna have to be like, I'm gonna have to show up at nine and work late and become a manager and then become a director and then become like, I didn't wanna be someone's boss except for mine. I didn't wanna get to a place at nine. Um, or 10 or 11 or even 12. I like answering to me and I like waking up when I want. And so it thrills me every day. Like I can't believe I make a living writing and setting my own hours and I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to. So and it's possible for anyone. It, it really is. It's like an incredible thing. I see people do it all the time and they're not like, everybody is special. But in, in the other sense, they're not anything special. Right, exactly. Thank you for that reminder. So where can people find you online? Uh, my main digital home is TalkingShrimp.com. You can come there and you'll find um, all different freebies. I have a guide to non-sucky copy, five tips for non-sucky copy that you'll see right away on the homepage. Um, we were talking about subject lines. You can also go to talkingshrimp.com backslash subject lines and you'll find a sign up there if you want to get my 33 most opened subject lines and some templates to write your own non-sucky ones um and uh i also i'm into instagram as we talked about so if you want to find me there go to um my, my handle is talking shrimp nyc somebody else took talking shrimp believe oh, it or not wow People can watch all your dancing videos. Yes, they can. You can watch me sweat like I, I like to say like a pig is unfair to pigs because pigs don't sweat. 
I'm the same. The first date that James and I had, it was along the river in London. It was like 90 degrees in the summer. And I showed up and I was like, I'm sorry, I sweat a lot. That was like literally what I said to him when I first met him. And so he never lets me live that down. (laughs) Well, before we sign off, I just wanted to thank you because you're actually one of the reasons why I had the confidence to do the I Heart My Life show. Because a few years ago, you were nice enough to be a guest on one of my first group programs, and I got to interview interview you all about copy, and afterwards you said, oh my gosh, you're such a great interviewer. And I don't know if you meant it or not, I'm sure, <laughs> thank you, um, but it really gave me so much confidence to do things like this going forward, and even when I got approached for this opportunity um, by America Out Loud, I was really just on the fence about it, but I kept hearing you say that I was a good interviewer and that gave me so much confidence. So I just wanted to thank you for that. You really are. I have like, I had so much fun in this interview. I feel like you ask the right questions. You make me feel comfortable. You make me feel like me, which is everything I want. So, um, so thank you. Yeah. You keep going. You're so good. Thanks Laura. So for everyone listening, you know where to find Laura. She has some amazing gifts for you. The subject lines opt-in, the non-sucky copy opt-in. You may even be able to go to Italy with her. So definitely check her out. And again, Laura, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. This is so fun. And for everyone listening, remember you too can create a life that's better than your dreams. All you have to do is start and take action starting today. So until next time, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, and this is the I Heart My Life show, and I'll see you very soon with a brand new episode.